I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to rhyme. I'm letting go along the letting go strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name's Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. We're joined by one of the best researchers of Enneagram insights in the world, the... Inimitable Cambry Ross. Hello. Welcome back. We're clearly wrapping up our uh, second episode into what to do when love isn't returned. It's funny to me when looking at some of our numbers, you know, there's some topics that really hit. There's some that don't. This is one of those. I was like, nobody's going to want to get into this. Nope. <laughs> Just this huge spike <laughs> in, in our listens. Really? That's awesome. Apparently, our traffic really want to hear about the dark side of love, which, TJ, am I wrong? They're going to want to come back next week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Next week is it's going to be delicious. Yep. It's not going to be edible, <laughs> but it will be delicious. <laughs> Mark it down. But this week, Rejected Love, part two. Um, we are picking up with the twos this time. Any any words before we jump into, into each of the types on... Uh, just the Enneagram and rejected love. Anything that you learned? I felt like I learned a lot in our last conversation. Yeah, agreed. I just would want to say, reiterating from last time, if because I think some people might jump into this one without having listened to the last one because their type is in this one. There's a section for each type where we talk about the advice people give. Like, what advice would you give to someone of your same type about love or feeling rejected? And I feel that those sections are very helpful for everybody, regardless of type. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, I would still recommend doing it, not only to understand these other people in your life, but because there are sections that are applicable for everybody. Truth. Yeah. It's always good to hear. I don't know that there's, I'm sure there's something psychological here. When you hear other people empathizing, commiserating, saying, I've gone through that also. Here are some things that strike me about recovery. That just, uh, you're not alone. You're, it's cathartic. Yeah. It's good to know that this, this is a common part of the human experience. Yep. Love lost. Speaking of love, we're jumping into the twos who are commonly associated with loving others and I imagine would have their own difficulty when love isn't returned. So um, what were some of the quotes that you had, Cambry, for, for twos when, when uh, love is not reciprocated? So the first two said, I see from their point of view and I understand what they say. I try to make sure that their feelings are valid and their opinions are heard. So it's like this very two, like not losing the other focusness, mm -hmm. even yeah. when being rejected, even like when they're having a hard time. And I'm sure to their own detriment as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, that's a good distinction to make. 
Yeah, FTs are the ones on the Enneagram who are most in tune with the emotions of others. That also includes, this is why this person is not emotional towards me. That's mm-hmm. super interesting. Well, yeah. and, and almost in a, like still in a, I'm working harder to take care of them, the person who left me, than I am oh, there you at go. taking care of myself mm. in this scenario. It's Yeah, it's clever. <laughs> You're breaking up with me. Let me help you to do this well. <laughs> just want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, is that a healthy place for a two to be? Not digging into a bunch of you know self-abuse going down that road. You're using energy. We talked a lot last time about how you use your energy. And if you're hurt, if you're hurt in a relationship, that energy's got to go somewhere. That's true. And if you're putting the re- if you're putting that energy back into other people, I th- I would say it could be a healthy place, but it also could not. It's a both and mm-hmm. where I think similar to the discussion we had with ones in the ways that they're coping. And I think this goes for all types with the way that we cope. I think a lot of it is intentionality mm-hmm. where if you are realizing that you are needing to put your energy somewhere in order to cope. And then you'll go back to that will help you recover. And if that will help you process what happened and move on, I think that's a healthy thing. And if you're realizing I'm going to do this for this purpose and you're doing it intentionally, whereas if you're doing it kind of robotically, if you're on autopilot and you're just going to that because that's your default mode of, this bad thing happened to me. So I'm immediately going to jump into this without thinking about it, without making a choice about it, then that default mode is going to control you instead of you making the choice yourself. Right. And like, I think that's really, that's terrific general information. Like that's, that's for all people of all types. Like the the goal here is self-awareness and learning your unconscious behaviors. And, and particularly for twos, this kind of reaction can very easily be like, like we talk about the positive outlook about how to solve problems. And, and this, this version of it is about ignoring what's going on inside and trying mm-hmm. to take care of someone who potentially has made it clear that they want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And, and now instead of taking care of yourself, you're saying, no, I'm fine. Let me make sure that you're okay. And it's like, well, actually, they're not your responsibility anymore. It's actually, it, it might be a good idea for you to focus inside and recognize that you aren't okay mm-hmm. instead of defaulting to putting that energy elsewhere. Yeah. Are there, are there other quotes that build on this? Yeah. So another two says, when I'm rejected, I need about two weeks to deal with the brunt of the emotions. I'm a shell of a human after someone close to me doesn't reciprocate whatever sort of feelings I have for them. I get through those harsh feelings with support from my mother and cousins. I try to focus on others and what I can do for them when I'm going through a hard time. So it's again, going back to the focusing on others. They are at least here, they're talking about how hard it is in the emotional aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that it is a very important step for twos to acknowledge the amount of hurt and to feel it because twos are so other focused and so love focused. Yeah. Like that is the buzzword for type two is love and relationships. So when that doesn't go 
your way when those relationships are not reciprocated. That's like literally type two's worst fear. Right. And so the hurt I can only imagine is ginormous. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge. Yeah, a couple things that go through my mind there are just the stages for twos. We've mentioned these with others, but when problem solving in this fashion, a two is going to first push into the positive outlook. And so how can you spin this situation? I think that may actually be why they might help the other person along. Well, this didn't go well, but I bet this could this could be fine. We could be friends in the future. Let, let me help you land on your feet. You know, <laughs> that has a positive outlook side to it but twos will go to eight and stress and so if the positive outlook doesn't work there's going to be a move to control and that was some of the language in that last quote had that edge to it it didn't come out in the specific vocabulary i thought but it felt like the edge was there we'll talk about twos going to stress is this an interesting move i think a lot of people think that five to seven is the strangest but i think two to eight is the strangest oh yeah because it's such, it feels like such a stark difference mm-hmm. from their normal demeanor. I actually do have a couple quotes that I think directly correlate to the move to eight. So one, one two says, I usually cut them out of my life. I get sad and angry, then talk about my feelings and thoughts with my friends and family. But that first part, the cutting them out of yeah. their life is very, very, that's an eight move. Mm-hmm. Like, you hurt me, we're done, we're over. And the other quote that is also a good representation of this move to eight, they say, I usually get very angry in myself and door slam the person, then turn hyper independent for a month or so until I slowly come back to myself again. There it is. I mean, very physical, very decisive. It's There's not really a vengeance element there, but it's certainly... There's a blow being thrown almost Mm -hmm. in the way that the person is talking about the former uh, lover. Yeah. Even like the hyper independence part as well, where it's like, I'm not relying on others anymore Yeah, because that hurts. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to shut down that part of myself. Yeah. And they say, until I slowly come back to myself again. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, necessary control and assertiveness and power and and you you could say strength that that comes from that stress move and and i think uh, as we've talked about all along there's there's an element of of your stress number that like if you didn't have it you wouldn't survive so i think there's a lot of really good things that can come from that move and and there's also like it, it can come across really negatively it can it can be that like door slamming in the face of of someone who's who's hurt you. And that, that could be good. That could be a really good way of setting up boundaries, which twos don't naturally have. It can also be a really controlling, like, fine, we're, you're not going to do it the way I want. I'm going to cut you out kind of way. I don't know that it was specifically said in those quotes, but the, uh, is it worth talking about having a radar for betrayal when you, it felt like there was a tip and it's almost like, well, when love wasn't reciprocated there, now I feel it. Now I'm going to react against it hard. I don't know if it's necessarily a betrayal aspect. I did feel a lot of finality mm-hmm. where it's, I'm cutting them out of my life. I door slammed the person like we are done. Yeah. 
kind of language. I don't, I don't know about the betrayal thing though. I think yeah, like no, that's that's said better. Yeah, I think I think betrayal of of trust for eights is is a big deal, but I think all love unreciprocated might feel a like a amount of betrayal for twos. Yeah. So I I don't I don't know that they'd I don't uh, know if twos would view it as betrayal. Right. Because right. I think twos are very aware in the ways that things are not reciprocated often. Mm-hmm. And in a way they're almost kind of used to that happening where they're used to people like not thanking them or not acknowledging the work they've done or how they've been helpful or they it's the thing like they're always wanting to feel appreciated Mm -hmm. and so they have a really good radar for that and again the reciprocation and whether or not that's happening and so I think it would just like for a two to react in this way I wonder if a lot of it is it's like the pressure cooker where so many things happen to get them to this breaking point where mm-hmm. they just completely shut down a relationship and they say, we're done. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I've had too much rejection, too much non-reciprocation. I'm just, I'm done, you know? Yeah. Affect just keeps coming up when we reach this point, when we end up talking through each of the types, but twos expect rejection in relationships will often shut down their own needs in order to serve those around them. When that strategy finally tips pressure cooker and it doesn't work, that's where there's a, is it a dynamic move? I have a couple other quotes that kind of go along. They don't go along the line of moving to eight, but they, I feel go together. So one of the quotes says, pity party, try harder. And then the next one says, I don't deal well. I typically overcompensate and try even harder so that they will want to reciprocate. Rejection is really difficult for me in all avenues, but especially in a love scenario. Or I will just shut down and act as though it wasn't that big of a deal until I believe it. To get through, I will just throw myself into something else, typically my work or my relationships with others. What was really interesting for me there, though, is the they both talked about I will try harder. Mm -hmm. They like do this overcompensation move where they double down on, well, I'm just going to love them harder because they're already trying to earn love. That's what they were already doing in the first place. And so they say, okay, something just must be wrong with the way that I'm approaching this or something must be wrong with what I'm doing because they're not reciprocating because they believe that their love needs to be earned. So they're just going to work harder to, to get that. And it's this is the juxtaposition of that earning stance and the positive outlook is that, no, it's going to be fine. I just need to work harder to earn it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we've said this before, but stance is the place of balance for all of us. And our repressed center comes out of our stance. Mm -hmm. So ones, twos and sixes will have a repressed thinking. But that imbalance moves the other way. You can over-exaggerate in the opposite direction, and this Mm -hmm. would be on the earning side. So um, you're not taking time to think. You're taking time to triple down on, I just need more effort in gas, and it'll work. Yeah. Boom. I do have one more. Well, I'll do two more because I, I do think there are multiple ways that people react to rejection within even just one type. So I want people to feel 
heard. And <laughs> if that's if those things didn't explain the way that you deal with rejection year or two, maybe these other ones will. So one of them says, I withdraw and leave them alone. So in that way, I wonder if they're kind of almost going to four a little bit doing the withdrawal move. I wonder if the radar for leaving someone alone is a big part of eightness. Ooh, I feel like true. eights really yeah. know when to give people space. Well, and that's uh, like one of one of the things that that marks a two in stress is understanding or is the ability to create boundaries. Yeah, that's true. Whereas like an, an average to unhealthy two doesn't have that ability to varying degrees. And mm -hmm. like one of the things they get at eight is boundaries. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So the next two, this is the last one. They say, usually cry about it a little because I'm sensitive, but eventually I walk myself through it, allow myself to feel my emotions before refocusing on something that brings me back to being centered and loving life. So there we also kind of have the positive outlook as well, where it's like, yep. I, I do go through it and it does suck and it does hurt, but I'm going to get back to a good spot. Yeah. I'll be good. Struck me another healthy element to that answer had to do with refocusing. That's not an emotional move and that's not necessarily an action move. That's a thinking move. Right. And so that would be, a, I'm going to shore up this place that I have difficulty with, but I know it brings me health, getting my thought life in order. I love so much that you pointed that out <laughs> because I didn't even think about the language of like refocusing being body, mind, or heart. I like I that. do this for a living, Cambry. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I, just, I love actually. that you split the hair. I love it. So for the twos who are giving advice to other twos about what to do in broken relationships, uh, what are they reporting? So the first one said, why would you want someone who didn't want you? The next one, love is a two-way street. If they truly love you, they will love you as you are. It's scary, but open yourself up to being vulnerable. If you want an honest relationship, it's worth the risk of being hurt. Next one, you don't need to give to be loved. You don't earn love. It either is or it isn't. The next one, Love will find you in all avenues. I think that we fear rejection and disappointment above all else in our lives, but we deserve love. We do not need to prove ourselves useful to be loved. People will love us because of the way we hold ourselves and the way we love everyone because we have so much love to give. The next one. The advice I would give is that their rejection doesn't mean you are unloved or unlovable. You are just as amazing as you were before and you will only get better. Really feel those feelings with compassion for yourself, but do not hold resentment towards the person who rejected you. Find compassion for them too. The next one, just keep looking. The right person will come along. Don't dig your nails in one specific person too deeply. The world is full of interesting people. The next one, extravagant love is never wasted. The next one, them rejecting you does not devalue who you are. You are just as amazing, even if not for them. If anything, they're giving you a favor of releasing you from their grip and the eventual drive to change you to be more like the version they prefer. So stay true to you. And the last one, you rejected yourself first. If that wasn't the case, their rejection wouldn't hurt so bad. As willing as you were to give to them, give to yourself. There's That's like so much to dig into all of these. <laughs> There's one. so like, 
a lot of them like, ooh, ow, yeah. gosh, mm. like, oh. You can't say that. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, any, any broad thoughts there, TJ? Uh, I really like the focus on letting this be about their own stuff, not about you. Like mm-hmm. it, it, It's so easy to take rejection as a demarcation on your own value. And, and so much of this is this advice is that like, this is about them, not about how bad you are. Or if you didn't try hard enough or you didn't earn it the right way. Right. What I hear there, one of the things that's interesting about twos is in both stress and security, they go toward the two numbers that value authenticity the most. Mm -hmm. And yet, in their center, twos have a really hard time getting in touch with their own feelings, correct? Yeah, right. they do. That's really interesting. And so the eyes of the two are opened in the, in the places when life is happening uh, to their own needs. That is what I heard a handful of times was that image of shutting down your own needs or pushing back into, hey, you really need to elevate your needs back into your consciousness and get that shored up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about pride with twos as I mean it, it's twos are sort of walking this fine line of where they're they're focusing on others, but it's about getting their own needs met. And it seems Unconsciously. like Yeah. And it, it seems like a lot of this is sort of like invert that line so that you give yourself a little more attention so that you have the space to let others be who they are. Mm-hmm. I think as well with the that authenticity piece that you said, I've never really thought about that before with twos, that they have a hard time connecting to that within themselves, but they have these really strong lines to two very, very authentically focused and authentic centered types. I think for all types, these situations where you're rejected or you're hurt or something some way or another happens that sucks so bad. They're like turning points in a way where they allow you to grab hold onto these other things that are missing from your consciousness or missing from your radar, I guess would be a better way to say it. And will then help you not only to better cope with things in the future, but they have the opportunity. That's why I think turning point, they have the opportunity to either take you further into unhealth or to boost you into a higher level of health mm-hmm. where you can either learn from the experience and take the tools and use them or spiral down. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I a lot of the work that we're going to be doing in the next year ends up focusing on the lessons. Here's what the lesson looks like. Oftentimes it's discovering what the low side and what the high side of your stress security and your motive look like. If you can give language to that, it can be real helpful. Mm-hmm. That was some of the stuff that some of the uh, answers seem to want to expose. Like here's where your your primary motive and addiction can get out of control and really lead to you think that by being this kind of person in the world, you're going to get the love that you want. And that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the strategy needs to, to adjust. So, so the idea that when twos create boundaries, that's a healthy move. What that's actually doing is giving guardrails for some of their worst impulses. Mm-hmm. And what a great lesson to, to learn. I, think, I wonder if there's not something there to talk about all the types on this front, like the types of lessons that each of the types generally learn when they break, when, when their motive, you know. When their worst fear happens. Yeah, especially. And I think most types would know, especially the older they are, would know how it feels to have their worst fear realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it because, yeah, when you're when you're young and dumb and you're just moving out of your motive, you don't know where the mousetrap is, but mm. you're going to get hit eventually. And it's going to suck. Right. <laughs> and I think that's... that does eventually happen for most, if not every single person. Yeah. Your worst fear, no matter how much you try to avoid it, will eventually happen in one way or another, whether big or small. Mm. And you're going to want to have the tools. And these are the tools. <laughs> If only there was a book that really focused on the fears and their downfall and how to move through that. That would be, be amazing. <laughs> be so helpful. All right. Well, well, we are moving to the threes. Uh, what do threes? I'm so excited for the answers to this type, actually. Really? Because <laughs> your wife is a three. <laughs> yes. But also, I'm, I'm anticipating what I think threes are going to say. Uh, and I think they're going to be deeply, I, I don't want to say entertaining, but, uh, revealing. Yeah. Uh, what, what do three say about, uh, when others don't reciprocate love? So the first one just says, I recluse, recluse, recluse. They're using it as a verb. The next one kind of goes along the same. That was it. That's all they said. Ish. Yeah. That's all that. That's all they said. Direct. Which, I mean, <laughs> there it is. three response <laughs> but i also feel like it's that nine move mm. where they're kind of just shutting down and withdrawing mm-hmm. sure yep so the next one they say typically numb if i'm very unhealthy i tend to overthink the little things and that's the way i cope when not in a good place but if i am healthy typically i'll journal or work through it with a friend so again they're talking about that move to nine numb even six, I tend to overthink little things. Yeah. I suppose I'm waiting for a list here, but that's it. They're being mm-hmm. very efficient about taking a step back. Yep. <laughs> the next one is a little bit longer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this next one, they say, I get so hurt. They had that like all caps, lots of O's. So hurt. And I sit with it for a long time. I am a big crier and I always feel very confused. Typically, my heart response is, I did everything for you. I was so good to you. As I process, I tend to tell myself a narrative of why the other person is immature or mean, something to prove that I wasn't wrong. Very rarely do I think, what could I have done better? Although I do wonder what is my fault. I don't really think it is. There it is. We've talked about uh, threes needing to get emotional events into the past before they can really get their their minds or hearts around them because mm-hmm. uh, because threes like twos and fours are going to take the world in through a past filter but that's what i see here is you're going to sit with it and then you're going to understand wait a second i performed excellently <laughs> i was so good 
why would they reject me? And there might be a tinge of it's it doesn't come across as anger. What is the emotion there? It's I don't know hurt. if it's anger. I think it's a hurt, like yeah. a hurt to their pride, a hurt to the ego. It might also be a shame feeling. I, I think it's a really complex combination of all of those things and a frustration at not at at the unfairness of it all as well. Like I, I, I did all of the things and why don't I get the prize? Yes. Very. Yeah. Like there, there's there like we talked a lot with ones and twos about earning and sixes about like I, I'm going to do all of the things to earn your affection and and threes have a, a streak of that, but it's colored by, like, I, I did the best and I should get the prize. And if I don't get the prize, then something's unfair here. And it wasn't my fault. Right. The one answer that was given that I thought was real interesting that struck me as being a very healthy way to go, and I, I, assu- I assume this might be a recommendation, was one of the threes said that they worked through the situation with a friend. Mm-hmm. And that struck me as uncommon. Yeah, um, they even said if I'm healthy, that's mm-hmm. what they do. Oh, is it? Was there? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> talk about that. Why would that be a display of health? That might not be obvious to everyone. I think. Well, so they said if I am healthy, typically I'll journal or work through it with a friend. Journaling, you're getting into your emotions. Generally, you are thinking about what you feel, and then you're writing it out. You're making it physical. And it's this exercise that requires self-awareness and requires self-introspection, which might not be the typical go-to for a three. And the working it out with a friend or working through it with a friend requires the vulnerability piece, which can be hard to be authentically vulnerable with others. It might be easy to be vulnerable in ways that are easy or that ways that might make you look good. But it can be harder to work through feelings of hurt and pain with others because you don't want them to see you in those like weak places. I, I think all of these responses touch on or or can be can be seen paired with the idea of, of threes being feeling repressed, mm-hmm. uh, much like sevens and eights. But but I think while sevens are sort of trying to avoid negative emotions and eights are working to prevent vulnerability i think threes are more unaware Mm -hmm. of how to navigate these kinds of emotional things so like the the idea of reclusing the idea of of just just withdrawing until you feel right again like a, a lot of this it it has to do with that not understanding how to process the emotions and and so journaling going through this stuff with a friend like that that's the healthy response because threes aren't naturally going to be able to navigate this on their own because Mm -hmm. they don't understand it they don't understand the feeling space that's a good place to to bring up coping style and stress the three is gonna push you know they're gonna want to think about the goal Mm-hmm. And so some of that is in the language, but clearly if the relationship has failed, then the goal is broken. We're going to have to reassess for a, a new goal. Right. And that's often the move into stress is I didn't get to the goal. And so I need to step into a space where I'm not on stage anymore. There's no demands on me and I'm going to withdraw for control. And right. that's 
the move to nine. The three in my life, often when it's time to get off the stage, will want to be in her home, in her comfort zone. You know, here's my room that I'm going to dwell in for a while, and I don't want to go anywhere. Don't want to be anywhere. Don't want to be seen by anybody. Don't want to have to perform for waiters or airline attendants or anyone who I might encounter. The the move of this relationship went badly is I'm going to take a big step back. Yeah. There's even, so this next answer kind of goes, it goes along one of those threats in my, from my perspective. <laughs> I'll explain it. Um, so they said, Sometimes as a coping mechanism, I try to find someone who will love me, even if I know I can do better than them. I think this is a way of stepping back as well, where it's like, this is somebody that I don't have to work for it. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who I, I don't have to perform and I know they'll love me. I know they'll praise me. I know they'll obsess over me or whatever it may be. And it isn't going to be hard for me to get that. Right. And it's kind of this... I don't know. It also has this other piece where it's like, even if I know I can do better than them, ties in with that last quote where they say, like, I I don't ever think it's my fault. And I tend to tell myself the narrative of why the other person is immature, mean, kind of pushing the fault onto other people all the time and saying, like, I can always do better instead of what can I do better? You know, like, I could find somebody that's better and they could be better, but not thinking about the ways Again, that feeling repression of not thinking about the ways that their actions affected the other person mm-hmm. and how that could have affected the downfall of the relationship. Right. Is that where threes are at? This may be a side note, but threes will understand the emotions of others, but often will just not care, correct? Am I wrong there? It, it, or- I, I think it depends a lot on, A, their health, obviously, mm-hmm. but also yeah. on what their goal is. Yeah. So like if their goal does not require the stability and maturity and and connectedness of another person, then I don't think it matters. Yeah. Like if thinking about a lot of the threes that I know, I think it's really easy for them to sort of discard and, and a lot of it's unconscious hopefully, but discard the the way that their behavior affects other people when they are working towards something. Mm-hmm. But when it's specifically about just being connected to someone, I don't think it has that same kind of dynamic. It's about the blinders. Yeah. Like which blind, what thing are you focused on? Because if you are focused on that other person, your blinders are saying, focus on this person. Mm-hmm. There's maybe something that I did here that I need to fix. But if your blinders are on a different goal, you're not seeing that other person. You're not seeing their feelings, perhaps. Right. And and I think people can exist in both spaces for mm-hmm. threes. So, like, when I am sitting down and having coffee with Kelly, her focus is on us in, in relationship. But when we're talking about business, her focus is on the business. Mm. Yeah. I suppose my... My assumption would be, unlike sevens and eights, who I think can just run over people without thinking about it, I think threes always know they're running over people and choose. And if they do, they choose not to care. Mm. I, think I think it depends. Sh- it's. I think it's because of 
that they're in the attachment triad Mm -hmm. where if somebody or something doesn't affect them or their goal, they're going to just let it go. They're just going to move on. They're going to drop it. They're going to cut that relationship off if it's not giving them what they want. Whereas the sevens and eights don't have that. Yes. I suppose that's when I think about not caring, that's, I suppose that's more what I mean. It's like, well, you're not valuable to where I'm going. And so Mm -hmm. I don't need to care about you. I do understand this hurts you. I think they would still have a radar. Like if the person was seriously injured. I don't know if they would though, actually. Really? I think it also, I I agree that it depends on health Mm -hmm. and possibly how much they've worked on their repressed center. Mm -hmm. Like if they've gone through therapy, things like that. Um, Because threes that are on the narcissistic scale or narcissistic spectrum mm-hmm. might not even notice the way that their actions are affecting others. They might notice if the person tells them or if there's like a an obvious way their actions affected them. It says, again, my assumption would be even the most unhealthy three will have a radar for the emotional life of others. And the most unhealthy of threes will be able to even manipulate that. Like, I want to cause you fear. I want to cause you to feel badly about yourself. And I have a radar when that happens. That's how I feel like. Okay. I can see see that being accurate. I think you're, yeah. And that's, I I mean, obviously the three of us aren't threes, but the, that's just an intuition. No, that, 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 about how threes function. That feels right. I'm very curious with all the future studies with Enneagram, just like brain scans and types of like different personality. Cause I mean, there's personality disorders. There's like borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder. And like each type is prone to different things in different ways. It's just, it's fascinating to me. I'm Mm. curious where that all is going to go. Hope that it happens. (laughs) Intersections of complexities. Yeah. I wonder, just to return to coping style and not being able to understand the rigidity of the three here, uh, threes may push their goals on other people. Feels a lot like ones and fives, and mm-hmm. they're going to share that same triad to the one. I don't understand why you can't see that this is the right thing to do. I can't understand why you can't see this is the goal for the three. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, of course, fives can get really frustrated when people aren't smart and keeping up. This is the data. <laughs> Do the thing. Right. You know? Why does this not make sense to you? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's a that's a, a really good way of understanding the feeling repression for threes. Because it's mm-hmm. it is it's the same as sevens and eights, but it's very different. Mm-hmm. I will say as well, when we talk about feeling repression it does seem like this big, ugly, like, why are you being so negative on my type type thing? And it, I would just say it shows up in different ways for the different triads. So like mm-hmm. withdrawns, fours, fives, and nines don't get into action a lot. So they might appear lazy or like don't have a lot of energy, things like that. And it is just as problematic, but in different ways. Yeah. As the feeling impression, as the thinking impression, every single one of them, none of them is like better than another. They just affect different things. Mm-hmm. So feeling repression affects relationships really heavily, whereas action repression really affects 
the way that you are with your body and the way you get into action, things actually getting done. So don't feel like we're being all negative on your type. It's just it happens to really line up with the topic. <laughs> right. And cultural and social context matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a hundred years ago, we wouldn't be having the same conversation about feeling repression. No. Because there wasn't a focus on it. Mm -hmm. uh, if we want to do one last quote for the threes, this three said, I let it go. If it happens a lot, I move on. So again, we have that just mm -hmm. unattaching really quickly because the bridge is burned. It's fine. It's done. It's over. Next. Yeah. Worth noting there. Uh, the three sixes and nines, the detachment side of relationships breaking up is really worth naming. Yeah. And I suppose the, con the converse, the attaching to someone side of things to get the thing you want is also worth naming. Mm -hmm. Well, threes commonly, uh, I don't know if you all would agree with me, but often are brought in to uh, give the best advice to those going through hard times. What's funny is that one of these, one of these three said, I try to avoid giving advice. <laughs> and the thing is, I actually know who sent this survey in and is this, I'm calling BS. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> they give advice all the time. So I just thought it was really funny that they said that. Um, so threes given threes advice. This is going <laughs> to be, this is why I was so joyful. I want to hear this. Okay. So the first one says, your spouse is not an accomplice to get your goals accomplished. They are their own person. The next says, to feel it all and allow the mistakes, heartache, and uncertainty to come. Love is messy, and although you may have the facade of being in control, it's so much more enjoyable to allow yourself to be human. The next one, you need to know what you are pursuing, what you really want. I have a wonderful forefriend who is so sad to never be in love, but has no idea what he actually wants. Mm. If you are feeling loved or want love, understand who that person really is. If you are feeling rejected, figure out if it is about you or about them. If it is about you, improve, not change, improve. If it is about them, work hard to let it go quickly. And the next person, this is the last one, they say, just because they reject you doesn't mean you aren't amazing or worthy of love. Because, I mean, just like twos, twos just want to have love. They just want to feel loved. Threes are the same way. The reason that they do the things they do is because they want to feel worthwhile. They want to feel valuable. They want to feel loved. And so not getting that or not feeling that is hard. The To push that a step further, that last quote of you're still amazing is I think that the real target underneath that is it's not just that the three wants to be amazing, but that they also want the people in their life to really elevate that, think that, believe that, that that's the, that's the win mm -hmm. of the feeling worthwhile. That's what worthwhileness looks like. I also really loved the quote, your spouse is not an accomplice to yeah. get your goals accomplished. <laughs> They're their own person. Like that is great advice for threes. I feel like a bunch of that advice came, like it was like someone listening to our conversation and then <laughs> <laughs> summarizing it in a three advice. It's true. Kind of way. Yeah. Well, there's so much there. There's uh, how do people see me? And there's the attachment side. Mm -hmm. And so I attach to those who give me the, the praise that I desire, but it's also, with lovers, lovers can can be. This is a temptation. They can become handbags, you know. And Prices. what am, what am I wearing out tonight? And that's got to be difficult, you know. 
that's not just true of your lover. That's also true of your kids. Yeah. And I mean, we could go down the, the list on things that here's what I've attached to that elevate my standing because that's a primary motive right underneath that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and feeling repression helps, helps threes not recognize when they are treating the people that they love like an accessory. Mm-hmm. Right. I suppose on the flip side, when those relationships go badly and even are embarrassing for the three, that's when you're going to find out if you love that person. Um, mm. Some of the, you know, mm-hmm. y'all will, longtime listeners will know that I have an autistic child. There, there are times where that does not come across in the most, you know, there, there are tantrums. And that's when you find out, you know, how much you love your kid because, you know, you just can't spin it. Right. One of the things, um, this, all right, so sometimes you drink too much and you need to just get all of that stuff out of your system and start over. And one of the phrases that was used by one of the threes was let the mistakes come. And that's what that sounded like to me. Mm. It was almost like I'm going to grip down. Okay. This is how this works. And, but that was the, I don't know if it's the healthiest. It was, it was the most honest revealing. This is something we just need to acknowledge kind of statement. And I thought it was worth talking about if you, you all had thoughts. I actually, I loved that whole piece of advice that they gave. Feel it all, allow the mistakes, heartache and uncertainty to come again. Like we're human. This is, that's what happens in life. Love is messy. Although you may have the facade of being in control, it's so much more enjoyable to allow yourself to be human. Mm. Like that is great advice for threes that it's okay to drop the facade. It's okay to not perform. And it is enjoyable to allow that. It's enjoyable to let that go. Let expectations of yourself and possibly others, like let yourself and others be human. Let those things happen. Yeah. I also think this is a, a good picture of something that we don't really ever talk about much when we talk about threes going to nine in a stress move. Because there, I, this is a sort of like let life happen kind of attitude. There's an awful lot of conversation about the rest, about the retreat of going to nine. But I think in a really healthy way, there's you can also pick up this like not really positive outlook, but sort of a like going with the flow kind of narrative that exists and is waiting to be picked up at nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I heard there in, we haven't really talked about the, the virtues of all the types, but authenticity is the virtue for threes. And a lot of the language was at, at best trying to capture that as a, as a target. And that might be very three-ish in saying, I know what my best self looks like and it's going to have these elements. And so at least that's the path forward. Mm-hmm. And to the threes that are listening, if you feel like you need to perform to get people to love you, just know from my own personal experience, this is me speaking just out of my own personal experience, the threes in my life, I love them more when they're not performing. I love mm-hmm. them more when they are their authentic selves. So if that gives you like a breath of air, (laughs) I I hope that it does. Like you don't have to impress me to love you because I already think you're amazing 
and I'll love you even more if you're not trying to be loved so hard, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> so it's okay to drop the act and good things will happen if you do. In my house, there's the struggle of people not acknowledging how amazing the authentic self was. <laughs> mm. Didn't they see not getting that the was praise incredible? For it. The, that was <laughs> that, that's a valid point. That's, it is yeah. a valid point. And actually, I thoroughly, I share that frustration. Mm. Well, anything else on the threes? That's all on the threes that I have. Camby Ross, you're up. We're oh. moving to the fours. Ah. Uh, what do the fours say <laughs> about being rejected in love? So this first four says, to be honest, I'm usually pretty stunned, not because of some weird ego thing, but because I have put so much meaning into why I feel a connection with them that it makes absolutely no sense to me that they couldn't feel that too. In the most recent time that this happened, I even convinced myself for several months that they deep down did feel the same, but were just too young slash immature to understand and acknowledge that. I swear I could have written this myself. I did not. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Rich fantasy But it resonates. (laughs) (laughs) Two things hit me here. One is always when you get to the the responses from fours, how well they are articulated, just exceptional writing and second there's no anchor in the future for fours there's no anchor in the present so stunned ends up being man where did that come from (laughs) i was looking behind me no it's so true Mm -hmm. stunned is a very good word for it so are you do you find yourself surprised frequently in relationships or by life yeah by life happening oh i have never thought about that i i I couldn't give you a good, like, articulate response to that because I've never thought about it. Question came out of nowhere. It did. It surprised (laughs) me. I guess that's probably your answer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In in the midst of all of this, fours have such a, a focus on their own internal life, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it's it's a skill that a lot of the rest of us need to learn. But that because of that internal focus, notice how like the whoever wrote this, they're, they're writing that they are stunned that the other person's inner life is not the same as mine. It's mm-hmm. because they're not thinking about the other person. Yeah. They're thinking about their own inner life. Their own inner life happens to include the other person, but they're not thinking about the other person's own separate individual interpretation of the experience. Right. Yeah. And, and even in the midst of like, even thinking about getting surprised by life, like that's, there's so much of the, so much of what fours are, are doing is focusing on their internal response to life. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, like this is part of thinking about four's focus on the past is that that they are focused so internally that the things that happen to them essentially come out of nowhere because they're they're focused on how they are responding to things that have already happened. Yep. And I feel like again it's the blinders mm-hmm. since fours are so focused on the internal life, their own internal life. Things happening outside of that are surprising. So now that I've thought about it more, I would say, yes, I am surprised by things a lot. And I think it 
is also because of that. It's because that's my focus is not on the external world a lot. And even when it is, it's a different version. I am thinking about an idealized version of that person or that experience or that thing. And so in real life, things happen differently than they do in fantasies or ideals. Mm -hmm. And so they, things can be really surprising in that way. It's a final thought here. The, the virtue at work where it, it may appear that like focus as TJ was saying, focusing on your inner self may come across as, as hyper self-obsessed, but you'll also notice that this answer was very wisely and thoughtfully articulated and the picture of the inner self is one that a lot of us can grow off of in terms of, oh, that's a beautiful way to capture what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Any other words from the force? Um, I actually, well, just to one last thought on that quote, I liked that they stated because they put so much meaning into why they felt the connection with the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's important to note because for fours, that's a big part of the rejection. Not only are you getting rejected by a person, but your like the meaning that you've infused yeah. into mm-hmm. that experience or that relationship is now gone. Yeah. And losing meaning again is one of the fears of the four. Right. So you're losing the connection, but you're also losing the meaning that you had from the connection, which in a lot of ways was more important than the connection itself. (laughs) We keep calling that triad affect, but four sevens, ones are idealists. That's what they offer others. Fours are a withdrawn type, but they're offering others a hand to pull them in to an idealistic vision. And that's how connection happens. Affect comes from the word affection, or it's the root of the word affection. It's this is where love is being experienced and offered. And so if you don't take the hand, if you're not pulled into the romantic vision, then that's the break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So another quote that kind of goes along the same lines, they say, get bummed, but realize that people don't show love in the same ways. So it's, again, the realization that other people have different experiences, (laughs) Um, which that's important to realize as a four, especially. But realizing people don't show love in the same ways is very important for keeping your relationships as a four Mm -hmm. and as twos, I think, as well, because we might be expecting the love to be reciprocated in a certain way. And the rejection might not actually be a rejection, like what you're perceiving as rejection might not actually be what it is mm-hmm. because they might be showing love in a different way that you're, that you don't expect. Yeah. Again, idealism there. If they mm-hmm. loved me, they would love me in the way that I want yes. to be loved. Right. And part of that I think is if we want to get into attachment theory, not Enneagram based, but I think a lot of it is anxious attachment where you're testing people and you say, if they loved me, if they really loved me, they would pass these tests that I'm putting them through and they would love me in these ways, which I'm sorry, but that it's not going to go over well. (laughs) They will fail your tests. Moves us back into, uh, that's their coping style. So Mm -hmm. along, we said this with sixes and eights when that love doesn't feel like it's getting returned, that's going to be the first move. Yeah. Is to push, the relationship a bit and see, are you sturdy? Are you going to hang around even when I'm at my worst? Mm -hmm. You want to talk about that for force? That's that's something that I imagine 
I'm, I'm sure it's the case that as a four, you can understand that that could be hard for somebody else. And yet that's still the way that you're going to solve some of your relational problems because those are the tools that you have, correct? 100%. Yeah. Like, so going back to attachment theory, if you have an anxious attachment and you're testing people through all sorts of things, if they have, for example, if they have like an avoidant attachment where they will not bring issues up because bringing issues up first off causes conflict and issues and whatever, but also they don't want to feel like they are a failure or that they're losing and you constantly bringing things up and you constantly putting them to the test is going to make them feel like a failure. When in reality, if you helped them feel like a success, they might actually show more love to you, if that makes sense. Like they'll feel more secure in the relationship. And so there will be more reciprocation of love. So I've talked about this with other with some of the other types that sometimes you enter this spot that's a perfect storm of overlapping bad traits or these are going to come across poorly in the world or in my inner life or however it works. It's like, and this felt like one of those for fours where the four understands that pushing people away pushes people away (laughs) that that, that part of the energy coming out of the four actually is they understand that this can come across badly. And yet that's the tool that you have for making sure that you understand who is there for you and is coming alongside you in your, in your life. Well, and what's interesting is that the withdrawing from people, like pushing away from people, I think the reason Because like, I'm aware that I do this. And since I've become aware of it, I do it less, but I still do it. Because sometimes it works. (laughs) As awful as that is, sometimes when you withdraw, people notice, and then they will come and say, hey, what's the matter? What's wrong? And then you can hash things out because the four wants to hash it out. They want to fix the thing. They want to get it clear it up. Otherwise they're going to ruminate on that feeling forever. <laughs> and so these patterns that we get into, and I think this is actually pretty applicable for all types. You get into these negative patterns and sometimes realize that you're doing them, but you don't necessarily stop because sometimes they work. Yeah, And that's the reason we've done them in the first place. And they're also knee jerk reactions. So it may not be the best idea, but if it yeah. works, it works. Right. right. Thank any other words about breakups or force? Go ahead. Yeah, I've, so. I've, I've been trying to figure out how to touch on the idea of like, like an appropriate way to get to, to relate all of this to the, the four's natural sense of not fitting in as well. And, and like they, like this, that pushing people away kind of thing. Like there, there also is an element of much like the types that are expecting a rejection fours see themselves sort of on the outside and like there there is this this element of like even even in the midst of thinking about how important it is to recognize that other people express love differently there's also this temptation in that same vein in that same space there's also this temptation to say other people love differently than i do that's why I'm not connecting. 
Mm-hmm. I have I have another quote that might answer it. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> so this other four says, I kind of just let it sit and then try to move on as quickly as possible. I have the mentality of, oh, they couldn't possibly like me back. But I also have hope tugging on me saying, but what if they do? Mm. So when they don't love me back, I'm pretty much prepared for it because I didn't expect them to like me in the first place. Yeah. But there's still the idealized hope that they would. Mm -hmm. And and if I step away, then I'll know for sure. Like that's Um, that's part of that. Yeah. Pushing. Yeah. Like that. That. um, Right. Like if if they love me enough, they'll come back for me. They'll chase. Yes. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And if they that's don't, that's what I was expecting anyway, because I'm on the outside. Yeah. I don't know if this is worth talking about, but there's lots of common romantic pairings uh, in across the Enneagram. And for fours, I see the fours in my life that are paired either with twos or fives. And there's something about both those other types, the twos and the fives, that actually have kind of a an energy to meet that. You know, the two is obviously going to have a huge radar the emotions of others and so if you did take a step back they would be moving into that space and the five is observant and i I don't want to call like fours puzzles to solve but the there is something about (laughs) but we are okay there's something i need to really understand here that's 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 worth understanding and that energy is coming Mm. but Um, it's so frustrating to the five because we are an insolvable puzzle (laughs) (laughs) Well, Clearly. you hope that you're an insane. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Unfortunately, for a lot of the fours that I know, you're not as unsolvable as you think you are. Don't, don't say that. Just let <laughs> us think that we are. See, and that's the thing. It's like there's these polar opposite things kind of like tugging you in different directions where on the one hand you want to be so complicated that people can't figure you out Mm -hmm. but on the other hand you want to be like loved in all the ways that you want to be loved so it's like you do want people to figure you out but like you try so hard to make it so that they can't and like you can't have both it it doesn't work right in good news all the enneagram types are going to have something that kind of moves that way isn't that true I'm, yep. I don't, I'm oh, not, yeah. or maybe yeah. fours are unique on this front. I should. Fours I are have, unique. I should on have every just friend. stepped on you right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent. Well, any other uh, quotes from the fours on rejected love? Yes. So there's a couple more. Um, one is what you would probably, what most people would probably think of fours, where they said writing, making playlists, feeling all the feels, and the next one says cry a lot, pause to throw up a little due to all the mucus. I've never had that happen before, but like, I guess some people have. Um, figure out how to stay friends anyways, because I'm picky about who I like, and I'm not about to throw baby out with the bathwater if I can help it, which is so interesting. And a weird thing to pair with yeah. saying I'm picky about who I like. It's Yeah, that's true. I mean, okay, if y'all want a story. Um, so I'm a four. My husband is a five. We have known each other since we were 15 and we were very immature when we met because we were 15 and there's these funny dynamics that now looking back, I can kind of explain things as this was four and this was five. And that's kind of why we went about things this way. But I basically 
came at him pretty intensely <laughs> and like I came on very strong. I'm not one to hide my feelings for people. Mm-hmm. If I am into somebody, I will make sure that they know that. And for him being a five, that was kind of, it was like too intense and he kind of backed off. Mm-hmm. He has to like warm up to that level. And so he was like, nah, like, I don't, I don't really want this, you know? And we actually, so when we were 15, we kissed and we were like, quote unquote, dating or whatever you would call it at that point at age 15 for like three days. And then he like ghosted me (laughs) and totally rejected me like a hundred percent. Like just, I even, I remember telling him like, did you think that I wouldn't notice when you like stop talking to me, like, did you think that I would just forget about you and like what we had, you know, because again, I was head over heels in love after three days. I mean, we ended up getting married. It was real, but (laughs) (laughs) the way that I dealt with the rejection. So this is what's interesting is that I had a hard time. Like I genuinely really loved being around him Obviously, I'm married to him, but I could not stand being around him if I couldn't be more than friends. Hmm. And so I said, like, if we can't be more than friends, then, like, I don't want this. Like, I need a break. I can't just be friends because that's not enough for me. And so that kind of scared him. And he was like, no, like I've lost too many people. Don't go, (laughs) which is like kind of what I wanted to hear. But like at the same time, I was like, I really can't be around you if I, if we can't be more than that. But we did end up getting back to being just friends and then eventually dated again and got married. But when I feel rejected, there's the immediate feeling repressed and the past focus where I, so I would journal back this, when I was 15, I would journal and I would like write everything down. I'd try to remember all of the like magical moments of the three day (laughs) relationship and relish like how great it was and how amazing it was. Cause again, I'm also like looking at the past through these rose colored glasses and idealizing everything, idealizing him, idealizing the relationship. But then I would kind of I like could never finish the story in my journal because it hurt so bad. Like I was hurting myself by ruminating over how good it was and the fact that I didn't have that anymore. Hmm. So I was it was almost like self-flagellation by allowing myself to indulge in the feelings of how good it was and remembering it. And then after feeling the feelings and like obsessing and ruminating over them, There's also this move to one where I would say, and I even like, this is in my journal where I said, I'm going to show them, I'm going to make myself better on the inside and out so that no one will be able to like reject me. Like nobody will not want to be with me in a way where it's this like, I'm going to improve myself to the point that they're going to regret their decision while at the same time withdrawing while I'm like doing all of that so that they can't have me <laughs> so that they'll chase. We talked about this briefly about how some numbers, uh, both in their stress and security points take on a, a certain quality. So twos are going to become authentic in stress and insecurity. Fours are going to become earners in both stress and security. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes we push towards security because like in a not, I don't want to say earned, but we feel like that's where we want to be. And so we're pushing towards this is what my secure self looks like. And so I will try to manufacture those tools. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those tools can emerge because it is stress. But the earning side for fours is real interesting on that front. I hadn't even thought about it as that. But you're right. That's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. They, I, I think that there's there's something about the stress and security numbers that often when we don't feel comfortable in our center, we might grab hold of both of them. Hmm. And it, we feel like those are poles in the literature. Like, here's your disintegration here's integration Mm -hmm. i don't think that's how that is at all i think your motive isn't working and Mm -hmm. you are looking for balance and you are grabbing hold of what you can that's out there and so sometimes you might for myself i might get real introspective and i might overeat and for as a one i'm i'm (laughs) engaging like two things at the same time for the same reason you know but Mm -hmm. it's using different uh different things do you hear anything there too well i i was thinking something similar the the combination of unhealthy grasping and like this this is it is this is a a great example of the beauty of the dynamism of the enneagram because you're you're grabbing onto traits at at several different points the unhealthy grasping of security and and like i'll in a in, like I'll show you kind of way and and also the focus on the other person at the unhealthy grasping it too and mm-hmm. I'll do this so that you will love me and mm-hmm. I also even like now if I ever again and it's because people don't show love in the same ways and so mm. sometimes like if I feel rejected now or there's anything that happens, my husband uses like a different tone of voice, or he was stressed at work and let some of it out on me. And my immediate for reaction is to ruminate on those feelings of hurt. And it is so, so hard to let those feelings go. I think that's like the biggest hurdle for fours with rejection is letting go of the feeling instead of like feeling it and then moving on. Because in those in that moment of like the force spiral of not being able to let go of that ruminating mood, at the same time, I realize that I'm being irrational and I can't get around it. And I'm like trying so hard to like be rational and trying like pulling from the one trying so hard to be rational and think about like, oh, well, here are all the ways that he has shown love to me and here are all the reasons why I am just being irrational right now. Like maybe it's hormonal, maybe my period's coming soon, all these things. But then I'm also this like two side of me is trying to like earn and like maybe I'm not showing enough love to him and like the like neediness is coming out. I got a bunch to say on this. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) One, I think that it's good and worthy to own that as a four, fours are grounded through reflection and idealistic imagery. That's how you are in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. That, that. that actually I see as having huge strengths beside it and lots that's gifted to the world through that. The role of the ideals for all the idealists 
everything needs to get moderated. And a lot of the healthiest moves in the Enneagram are about balance. But this is absolutely one for ones, fours, and sevens. Your ideals give you energy, trajectory. They pull people into your life. They, they create space for movement. And they absolutely cannot become idols or they will crush you and you'll feel the frustration. So ones, fours, and sevens will all get frustrated when the ideals aren't met. And I think the the healthiest of those types, ones, fours, and sevens, are really going to hold with some loose hands the ideals that they have. And yes, they need to pull us into, into movement, but at the same time, they cannot become ultimate. And that's a tricky place to live, but... I think that's the healthiest place to live. And that's kind of what I was hearing as you were, you were picturing those things. And I think it takes a lot of work to get to that point as yes. well. Yeah. Like it is so, even in the moment, it is so, so hard to remember those things and to remember, like, I'm a family studies major. So I had whole classes, like whole college courses on marriage and relationships and all this stuff. And I still suck at them like so bad. (laughs) And it's so hard in the moment to remember these things that I've like learned to do, or these are the ways that are good to solve conflict, or these are the ways that, you know, and so to anybody that's listening that feels like they suck at relationships, you're not alone and it's hard and that's okay. (laughs) And, and likewise for twos, threes, and fours, yeah. the ultimate prizes are going to be relationships. That's what you want most in the world. And especially for fours, it's the meaning, mm-hmm. like the meaning that's attached to mm-hmm. those relationships. Which is, we can see from this whole discussion, is a, is a big part of how fours struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bang. Fours got any advice for when things go south? They do. So... The first one says, you will find someone else who can see you. You will not feel invisible forever. Until then, work on seeing and loving and accepting yourself. As soon as you get in a good place with that, love usually finds you again. The next one says, not everyone has the same heart as you. Find someone who does. The next one, so the next one had a whole string of of advice. So they say, trust your gut slash heart and try not to overthink that. A lot of times our instinct about someone is there for a reason. Rejection has nothing to do with you, no matter how much you can justify how it was your fault. Other people have complex reasons for things too. It will take time for you to feel known and understood by someone you're with. That's okay, and it should never be where you draw that meaning from because they will never 100% understand. Don't put all of your identity into your relationships. They will fail you, and that's okay because they're humans too. The next person says, most of the time rejection can feel personal, but it may not be at all. The next one, there is no quote unquote, the one. There will always be someone else who does something better than your current partner, but they also have flaws you're not seeing, i.e. the grass isn't always greener on the other side. The next one, feel the feels, but don't get lost in the feels. That's that is all of them. It's again the case that what I hear is a lot of the deep motive of a, of a type. And there's lots of language here about being seen. Again, when a breakup happens, you, you want somebody to come in with words of empathy and comfort. And obviously, that's what's such, such a primary thing for the fours is to feel like they're seen. And so the, the acknowledgement, hey, you will be seen. 
even even if somebody else can't see you, you can see yourself for the time being. That's what I hear going on mm-hmm. in a lot of these answers. Yeah. I also see a commonality with the whole rejection has nothing to do with you, no matter how much you can justify it was your fault. Like people have complex reasons for things other than you. It's not just you that does things for different reasons. Like it can feel personal, but it might not be. That was kind of a thread among a lot of them. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really stood out to me in this was that it, it's a common refrain that if you need to go through something hard or, or grief or painful or whatever, like find a four because they don't need to solve the problem right away. And in a lot of the advice from several other types, there is an element of like be in this, but then move on. And there's almost no what happens next in this, mm-hmm. in the advice from fours. Not at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much a go through this experience. And it's hard. It's hard this. to move on from that. Right. Like we need to be grounded either through drilling it in your mind that you need to move on from it or having somebody else tell you, hey, it's okay to let this go as well yes work through it but it's okay to move on and it's okay to let go at some point holding on to a rope if it's stretched so thin and you're stretching it so hard it's doing more damage to you to keep holding on you're going to get rope burn than if you just let go Mm -hmm. there's two things going on and maybe it's worth naming in terms of the types there's when somebody rejects you in a relationship and there's the times where you choose to move on from the relationship. Those are different. Right. Uh, I'm breaking very, up. You're breaking up. Very different. The latter, the, what you were just saying is, is what it looks like for the four to end the relationship. Yeah. The rope burn analogy. I would say that's getting, so letting go of the feelings of hurt after rejection or any feelings for that matter. Cause fours like to ruminate on whatever mood they're currently feeling and so letting go of that can be really helpful because sometimes holding on to it is hurting more than if you would just let go whereas for me at least for myself when I reject other people it's pretty easy for me to move on and I don't really hurt over it yeah Um, that makes sense bang well last number on our list come to the fives what do fives say Uh, about themselves when love isn't reciprocated. So the first five says, since I open up to the possibility so rarely, I don't really have this problem. I guess I always leave before I get too attached. (laughs) (laughs) The next person also says, I've never been rejected because I would never put myself in a situation to experience that. Is that all two uh, of the responses from five? No, there's there's <laughs> a few more. But. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but I uh, we're laughing, but this is a, a great represent like like fives don't want to do things that they're not going to be good at because they don't want to like yeah. look like a fool. They don't want to look incompetent. They don't. Right. And sharing yourself emotionally is a really big deal for fives because mm-hmm. if it goes badly, that's a huge problem. It's way easier to be alone than to look like a fool. Yes. Mm. Well, and it's way easier to be alone than to be 
burdened by somebody else because mm-hmm. I mean not only are the fives wanting to be competent but they also don't want to be overwhelmed yeah and when you're in relationships with other people that can very easily get overwhelming mm-hmm. like what I did to my husband <laughs> it was a five <laughs> yeah overwhelmed him Another perfect storm here for fives that they are already going to expect rejection in relationships. And when relationships go badly, they will naturally shut down their feeling center. And that's how they solve the problem with their head, with action Mm -hmm. in their head. In fact, the next quote (laughs) says, it still hurts naturally, but I try to rationalize the rejection. Mm -hmm. I know that not everyone is compatible for one another and that compatibility and feelings for someone don't always line up. So this way of thinking about relationships almost prepares me for rejection in a way. When it happens, I sort of shut myself off from that person and deal internally. And and notice how different that response is from the twos and the nines saying something very, very, very similar. The, The idea of considering the other person's perspective, but the fives is much more removed from that. It's not that the other person feels a different way. It's that people love in different ways. It's intellectualized and it's, you're right. It's like an unattached version of it. Right. It's an observation about human nature, not, Mm -hmm. not a compassionate realization of the other person. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, so the next one says, try to figure out what happened, dance, think of their negatives, move on, become friends. <laughs> that feels like it's really specific. I know. <laughs> like, like one person. Yeah, it does. Also, the like dance it. thing in there was, <laughs> I mean, that's good, though, because then it's this whole, it's like the whole energy conversation. Where mm-hmm. are you putting your energy when this thing happens? And for them, I guess it's dancing out that energy, which that's good. That's not a bad thing. And the become friends, like, I wonder how common of a move that is for fives to want to become friends after a rejection, because friends are not as overwhelming as are not as overwhelming as romantic partners. Mm. You don't have to invest as much in friendships as you do in romantic relationships. And so it's like. Maybe the five has been giving signals that they like this other person because they do and they want to be around them, mm-hmm. but they don't want to have that strong of a commitment because that entails so many other things. Sure. Well, and the and their ability to compartmentalize. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. I I have exes that I don't ever want to see again. I have exes that like I really treasured the friendship and I would love to take this part of our time together and just like discard it and just be friends. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like fives are going to be sort of naturally good at that version. Like, like this part of our connection together, we can put that in a box and never look at it again Mm -hmm. and move forward with this other part. Yep. hundred percent. At least, so I feel like the five will try to do that. If the five was the one that did the rejection, it's going to be easier to remain friends after. 
mm-hmm. and compartmentalize those things. But I feel if the five is the one that got rejected, it's that blow to competency. Mm, sure. It's the blow of feeling like a failure of not doing the thing right. And I think this can be large scale where it's like, we're done, we're over, I want to break up. But it can also be smaller scale where, again, a partner's bringing up just like an issue they have in the relationship. It's not like a, we're going to break up, but it's like a, could you please do this better? Could you work on this? Right. Um, my husband has told me about this, like he puts things in boxes in his mind where there's like a failures box specifically and uh, like requests box <laughs> where mm. if there's anything that I have told him or other people have told him that needs to improve or be better or that somehow failed or somehow he didn't do a great job or something, it goes into that box mm-hmm. and then that box gets opened up every time a similar situation comes up. Yeah. Even, and this is even if like for, for me and my husband, for example, if I've moved past something and something doesn't like bother me anymore, it still stays in the box. Even if I've told him it's fine, it doesn't bother me. Right. Because I said at one time it stays in the box. Right. And so these negative feelings or these rejected feelings, these feelings of failure will stick with them, even if they're trying really hard to compartmentalize them. Mm-hmm. Like those things will still trail them and follow right. them right. into the situations and into the relationship and right. into future relationships, I would imagine. It's like putting pictures on the internet. It never goes away. Right. Yeah. And fives have such great memories. <laughs> especially when it comes to feeling like a failure. Right. Two things worth saying there. Uh, the first is that it's using the tools of the past in the relationship. So fours, fives, and nines are all going to use past tools in the relationships at hand. Um, the second that often may go unnoticed with fives is fives get active when they move to stress. And what you were describing, though it had that past elements to it, is a very active, like there's a problem, so I need to get up and I need to engage. And that's the posture for fives. That's also the posture for sixes and twos. Five sixes and twos all move into stress numbers that are aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so they're using those tools to get back to center. And so that's what I heard over and over in kind of the lots of five-ish elements, but all of a sudden they have energy you know Um, you just opened up like a whole new realm of possibilities in my mind (laughs) with triad groupings because you talked about i'm like trying to wrap my head around this where you talked about twos fives and sixes and i'm like what triad is that like twos fives and sixes aren't paired together ever are they and then you talked about they all go into aggressive types specifically in stress yes yeah Like there's so, I'm sorry, there's just like so many possibilities that opened up in my head of like talking about groupings of types, Mm -hmm. thinking about things that way, like what types they go into in certain situations. Anyways, you can go on. I just nerded out for a second. (laughs) I know there's something here and I can't put my finger on it, but there's a different three, three, one, eight. Threes, ones, and eights get a lot of their value from what they accomplish. I think more than any of the others, there's almost like a... Like that's our engine or something, but all three of those types, threes, ones, and eights all go to withdrawing types in stress. Mm-hmm. And there's a resting that takes place mm-hmm. for them. 
there's a, there's a drive worth naming. Anyway, I, the, there is something something there. What it really is is that you're you're just showing the commonalities between three of the types in terms right. of their stress move. But mm-hmm. anyway, it, it is worth knowing. I, I like it for twos, fives, and sixes in particular. Stress doesn't. Well, actually, I mean, we could talk about this with with the with the other three. With notice sevens, nines, and fours, y'all become earners in stress. Mm-hmm. And so the withdrawing for nines hasn't worked. I need to say, okay, who do I need to serve? And for the fours, it's how do I get people to love me? For the sevens, it's I've, I've <laughs> tried to swallow way too many things. I need to get my life in order and make sure that everybody knows that I'm on point and have what it takes so I can get back to my secure number. There's lots there. There is a lot there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's worth exploring. Well, if you're still listening, dear, you're listening. <laughs> glad you hung around to this point. What else do we want to say about the the fives and uh, and their experience of love rejected? So I have one last quote. So this one says, "Typically, I've dove into video games and other ways to escape my life and avoid hard feelings." So it's going into the withdrawal. Yep, that's a that's a good framing of excess. Mm-hmm. When things go badly, you might move to your stress number. You might move to, you know, employ your coping style. But sometimes you just sit in excess. I think you can also follow this trajectory to the stress move. Because you pick up a certain type of gluttony at seven. Oh, there you go. Trajectory, I think, is, is the word for us there. Because it's like when, like sitting in excess it's it's the the withdrawal. It's it's focusing on something that I understand, and uh, like the the further in excess you go, the more unhealthy traits you pick up at the stress number. Mm-hmm. There's two different things going on there for the five. The the move to gluttony, so you're gonna overconsume because mm-hmm. of a lack of resources, or even a replacement for the resources yes. that you prefer. I think it could be a mixture of things where it could be a replacement. It could also be that's a place where you might shine. Like Mm -hmm. if you're good at video games, that's a way that you can feel like you are worthwhile and not a failure. It could also be the just, I mean, like they said, this avoidance place where you're escaping the conflict, you're escaping the, you're avoiding the problem in a way, and again, that could also be the move to seven where you're avoiding your, it's like a twist on positive outlook mm-hmm. where you're saying, no, there's not a problem here. Right. No problem here. And I, I think there's there's a there's a healthy way and an unhealthy way to do yes. this. Like we yeah. discussed this, I, I think an excellent detail about specifically ones. And here's another example from another type that this is a place where it might look like a real problem. And it could also be one of the healthiest ways for you to expel this energy. Yes. Like, like yeah. we, we've talked a lot about competency, about shutting down emotions, about the sort of the detached nature of fives. So when they are in a space of, of a relationship that somehow fails, their, their natural feeling toward that is going to be about 
the the lost energy, about the the incompetency, about them being incapable in this space. And so the move toward, even if you don't necessarily shy at, say, playing video games, if it's still a place where you feel like you're comfortable and you know what's mm-hmm. going on and you can recenter yourself, that can actually be a really good move. Yeah, It can also be a place where... Like if the five is, I mean, it it's similar to going on a run in a way. Like if that is your way of processing experiences. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're being intentional and you realize I need to blow off some steam perhaps, mm-hmm. or I need to take some time away from this issue so that I can observe it and pull out some gems or understand it better or think about it. And so I can process it and then go back to it. Mm -hmm. It can be a very healthy thing. Or even if it's, if the move there is the intentional, like Eureka moment kind of idea, Mm -hmm. like to, to distract yourself from a problem so that you can come to this, so that your subconscious comes to a solution. Yeah. That is also something that you gain if you move to seven in an unhealthy or in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Video games in particular get a bad rap mm-hmm. because some people do take it too far and they yeah. will neglect other responsibilities if they get too into them. But this guy, it I'm can also <laughs> it can also be a very healthy coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody has coping mechanisms and some of them are better for your physical health or your mental health or your spiritual health, whatever it may be, but they're all coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And we have them for a reason. Agreed. TJ and I went to a uh, conference that was on uh, meditation in which one of the gentlemen was advocating six hours of meditation a day in which I was like, man, that's 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 I'm on the opposite. (laughs) On the opposite side. (laughs) It's like, it's way too much. However, the thing that was hitting me on these, this was, Using your energy to reestablish something that you've lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a grounding move. So the cleaning of the bathrooms for the one is I'm reestablishing my sense that things are ordered. Mm -hmm. If the five goes to the video game, I'm reestablishing that I do have high aptitude in some spheres. I I may have missed it over here, but in this space, you know, I'm locked down and I'm solid. Well, and even with the four, there's a reestablishment of meaning. Yeah. There's this going back yes. and like journaling or thinking about the experience and reestablishing since this meaning that I attributed to the experience was obviously wrong somehow. I'm reestablishing meaning. Yeah. I'm going to attribute new meaning to it. Yeah. I do have significance. Look at the beauties mm-hmm. of my life in this journal. I could tell you on page 28 this happened <laughs> and something like that. I I assume that reestablishing your is that motive? It feels like motive. We we've talked about twos who are who are surrounded by photographs of people that they love. You know, I'm reestablishing like, well, like things are going badly, I mean, but look at these people who love me. Yeah, even sixes going to other people to get support. They're reestablishing support. They're reestablishing mm-hmm. a sense of safety. Uh there you go. I like that image of reestablishing. We could say that. Well, and there's like sevens that are like, it's okay, there's a million fish in the sea, there's other possibilities. They're reestablishing freedom yep. and yeah. novelty. Yeah. 
yeah. and adventure slash fun, however you want to phrase it. How would this work for nines? I know for eights, I can totally imagine the person saying, well, I'm just going to go lift a lot of weights today or, you know. Reestablishing peace because rejection breaks the peace. Use my energy too. I'm trying to remember because because I feel like we we touched on this on each type, but I can't remember yeah. how we got there with nine. Yeah, I don't think it's it's not necessarily a withdrawal, but I imagine I'm going to use my energy to push into a, to a space that I know brings me calm. So we have a good friend who is an avid hiker, knows the spaces that are best for his heart, and he's using his energy to get out into that space. Well, I do remember. For nines, the advice that they gave to other nines, it was very calming. Mm -hmm. And so even with the idea of saying to these other nines, like, you still matter, even though the connect that that's another part of what it is. A lot of the nines were feeling by what they were saying, they were feeling disconnected and they were feeling like they lost a part of themselves when the break happened or when the rejection happened and so it's like reestablishing a sense of self in a way as well where it's like you still matter even though this rejection happened like that doesn't have anything to do about your worth or like nines don't want to lose connection so it's reestablishing sense of connection as well by thinking about like well here's their side of things here's my side or not my side (laughs) A lot of, in a lot of these instances, the people on the outside may see the thing as a waste. Video games are a waste. The going on the hike is a waste. The what? Maybe it's wasted energy trying to reconnect over and over and over again for the f- sense of security. Um, my my mom, when after her for her divorce, to my dad bought a horse. And uh, her family thought this was a huge waste of money, especially for uh, being a single mom at this point in time. But that was a place of real connection for her to an animal that brought her a sense of, of peace mm. and calm. And she actually felt very successful. She she showed the horse um, competitions that pushed into security in some sense. Mm. Um, but uh, but the, the connectedness there, that's where her energy went. And serenity. Yeah, but imagine I, like riding a horse through the forest or whatever it would be yeah. very serene and calm. How romantic of a vision. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> the, the, the listener can't see it, but that's exactly what came across Cambry's face was just this <laughs> erupted in ideals. <laughs> um, oh the other gosh. side to fives to, to swing back around the, is, I, I don't know if this needed to be said or if, if if it didn't get heard but in our house the three one and eight when things go badly we all enter numbers that are withdrawn and the five doesn't when things are stressful the five gets animated and so the there there is something to be said there in terms of the how how your stress move works and how you're trying to reestablish yourself that there there is a the energy the five has reserved for when things break, well, now it's going to get employed in, in this spot. It's, a, it's always a, a really interesting dynamic in our home on this front, which we've talked about a lot. But As a side note, I am very interested to see what happens in those scenarios when the five has the opportunity to leave. To leave the... Like has a car. Like has a car and yeah. can just like, cool, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm a peace out. See you guys later. Yeah. 
really when they feel, like when they feel rejected uh, or... so like like just in the like things are stressful at the house mm. the one the three and the eight the withdrawal the sevens w- yeah but i yeah. wonder if it would also depend on what the home space is mm-hmm. like at least like in our house we have we have three levels and the basement level or the first level is like where my husband goes to like check out mm-hmm. if he's feeling stressed or if there's some sort of conflict or something. See, but I actually think it's more of a mental withdrawal than it is physical for fives. Because for fours, like for me, like when we were first married, I would, if we went to bed and I was upset, I would ruminate over my feelings of being upset for like an hour maybe. And then I would like leave the room and go into the living room. I would physically withdraw to draw him out. And again, this was a very unhealthy manipulative thing that I try not to do anymore, but it was a physical thing. And when we broke up, it was a physical, I need space from you. I need a break from you. I don't want to be able to see you because it hurts. But with him, when he feels upset or rejected about something, there is it. He withdraws into his head, into his head space, into his body where he's quiet and doesn't really it's it's almost like not quite like stonewalling or like ignoring but almost like cold shouldering in a way Mm -hmm. but it it's just it's i don't know it's a mental withdrawal it's not a physical thing at least for him do you ever experience more of a relationally forward energy in times of stress from your husband something is clearly broken he knows it's broken and there's a there's an infusion. Like if something's broken in the relationship or if something's yeah. broken just otherwise. No, in the relationship. There have been times, and like looking back, it probably was tied to times when I kind of did the withdrawing thing. Yeah. Where he would very uncharacteristically like like write me a poem or something. And it was like this really romantic Again, kind of, it felt kind of like out of character and it could be this forward moving energy of like, what can I do to make this better? This is, Is this is, this is exactly the four taking the step back, wanting attention by withdrawing. This is why fours and fives often can come together romantically is because you're in that moment, the uncharacteristic poem what else could you want in terms of that's going to be authenticity. That's going to be something deep that's been held back for a long time. And now it's being offered in that space. And even though that might be a hard space to dwell in, you can't live Mm -hmm. in that space. But certainly that's a place of real connection. I imagine Mm -hmm. where you're, you've both had to enter a space and then you connect in that space. And what's Um, funny is that I probably haven't appreciated, like in retrospect, I probably haven't appreciated those times as much as I should have because I was surprised by them Mm, (laughs) because things surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) Coming full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Looping that around. Um, But I actually, I think another way, like a big way that fives show love, and this is important for anybody who's in a relationship with fives to know is fives show love through vulnerability. I think eights do this as well, where for me, 
it's hard to see that. Like, it's hard to recognize that as love because it comes so naturally to me mm-hmm. to just be in a, a super transparent, <laughs> open book. For you, uh, I wear my heart on my sleeves. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Yeah. <laughs> but um, realizing that that's the way that they show love is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Because if you realize that that's the way they, they show love, you can acknowledge it. And say, I know that it's hard for you to be vulnerable with me. So thank you. Mm. True. Lots of Enneagram goodness on that one. Uh, (laughs) We're wrapping up the circle. What what do fives say to other fives uh, going through hard times? So the first five says, really not in the position to be giving anybody. Hold on. Let me me read you that. They say, really not in the position to be giving anybody any advice. Depending on my mood, it could be either you don't have to stress about love. Find other things that makes your life fulfilling. And if it happens and makes you happy, great. If it doesn't, you can just you can be just as happy without it. Or. You can't expect love to just fall in your lap and miraculously fit perfectly into your life. Maybe you have to get out of your comfort zone and put in some effort, even if it is uncomfortable, takes time you don't feel like you have and risk getting hurt. It might be worth it to feel that deeper connection. The next one, (laughs) they said, I told you with the like shrugging emoji and then said, JK, I simply would not give. I would just listen and be there and say, I'm so sorry, dude. The next one says, I would say as hard as it is to remove yourself from your thoughts and analysis, try to do that sometimes and just experience or feel the moment. I'm always bogged down by my thinking and being able to feel free from that even for a few minutes is liberating. The next one, there's a reason it didn't work out. Spend your energy on making yourself happy and be open to the next person. And the next one, this is the last one, says, if I can think of anything, it would have to be to maybe try not to shut yourself off from the world. Even if you only open the door a crack, at least it's open. Allow yourself to be vulnerable whenever and however much you personally can. I thought those were all pretty good. (laughs) A lot of mention of energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard, too. A lot of mentions of energy, a lot of uh, imagery of knowing things and responding and getting grounded in your head. If you don't understand it, figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) I also liked the you can't expect love to just fall in your lap and miraculously fit perfectly into your life. Fours, if you're listening, (laughs) write that down, (laughs) tattoo it on your forehead. Oh, Is that, I wonder if that's not attractive on that front because fives are going to expect rejection in relationships. And is there something of seeing a virtue in another person and saying, I long to be around this sort of posture that it might, you know, I need some osmosis here. So I, the four five dynamic, like there's so many relationships of fours with fives, fives with fours, however you see it. And I think there's a lot of balance there between the feelings and the emotion where fours naturally want to get in touch more with fours like to analyze things. And so being with somebody who can meet them in that intellectual space can be really intellectually stimulating Mm -hmm. and can be really interesting and you can go deep. And the four also offers the five the 
um, the emotional intelligence that they yeah. might be missing. That's what it's going to be. You're going to have a different, a wholly different filter to offer, mm-hmm. which I imagine is very, very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's each person is grounding for the other person mm-hmm. in different ways. There it is. None of those pesky doers forcing us to do stuff. Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except the honeydew list. <laughs> right. That's different, though. That is different. Um, I also thought it was interesting. More than any of the other types, the fives seemed to be more hesitant to mm-hmm. give advice. Like the first person, really not in the position to be giving anybody advice. Mm-hmm. The next person, I simply would not give advice. The next one, if I can think of anything, it would be this. It's this like hesitancy to give advice. Again, probably because they don't want something to be their fault if it goes bad. Like mm-hmm. if this advice doesn't work for you, I don't want it to be on me. Yeah. And also I... I may not, I don't know the full extent of your Mm. circumstances. Therefore, whatever advice I'm giving cannot be catered to you specifically. Mm -hmm. Recognizing their inability to be objective to the situation. Mm -hmm. Fives know their field of expertise is what I heard there. Mm -hmm. Are going to be confident in the spaces where they're competent. Otherwise, I know what I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's favorite quote is, I know that I know nothing. Taught on that on Thursday. It's from it's a good quote. It's Plato's Apology. Yeah. Makes your husband the wisest person in the world, by the way. That's the whole point <laughs> of that piece. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Well, last words on fives? I love fives, and I'm not okay. biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. No, True. I just I just love so. my five. <laughs> I, I don't know about other fives. <laughs> <laughs> so you all suck. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, that's what I got. Um, <laughs> friends, it would mean a ton to us if, if perhaps it's the case that you share life with someone who you need to talk to about love. And this is a good place to talk about uh, how relationships are going in your world. It would mean the world to us if you shared this with them. It would also mean the world to us if you gave us some stars. You can put stars on Spotify or iTunes, and it, again, just means the world to us and is really helpful for other people finding our work. You can find all the links to all of our stuff, TJ and I's, on AroundTheCircle.org, and Camry's going to be putting together a visual representation of all of this goodness on her handle on Instagram, which is, uh, tell me, Cam, what's your Instagram handle? It is Enneagram.Cam, and that's K-A-M. And she has a whole host of other great series, reflections, uh, there's a there's at least 200 posts up there that are, are just gold. Uh, well worth finding. There's a ton of material that has nothing to do with us at all. It's great. <laughs> Not tainted by Completely our buffoonery. Completely unrelated. <laughs> Kimberly, it's always a pleasure hanging with you. Yeah, same. Thank you for having me on. TJ, you got anything else? I got nothing. TJ Wilson, he's officially awesome. She is Cambry Ross, and she's inimitable, and I'm Jeff Cook, and who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are. You'll set the world on fire. <laughs>